from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Welcome back to The Joy of Booking. Thank you, Brandon Banks. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I always hope that the music, uh, the intro music, is loud enough to take your mind off of the fact that I'm squirming around in the squeaky chair and trying to like get myself comfortable and lean over and grab my beverage. <sighs> Nothing says the joy of booking like a delicious blueberry pomegranate. Aha, seltzer. Aha. Send the check. Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope those you love are doing well. Uh, we're in the Cruiserweight-ish Classic. And, you know, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And I feel like I, I'm torn. So we finished the first set of matchups for each group of four. And now we have the second one it's here. And... In our last episode, I did the first set of second matchups. Sami Zayn versus El Desperado. Lenny Lane versus David Finley. Uh, And I'm torn because, you know, I could just finish it. Um, There's a part of me that wants to get rid of the pretense and just do... You know, finish the opening round matchups for as many of these as I can get through. And then there's part of me that's like, no, this is this is how it's supposed to work. Let's just do one matchup and let's keep going through. Uh, and I don't know what the right answer is. In fact, this is probably one of those situations, as so often is in life, uh, where there isn't a right answer or a wrong answer. Uh, it's just two different ways of doing it. Uh, if I complete the Sami Zayn group, then I have my first set of one, two, three, four, and you know it'll t- take me a little longer to get through these because I'll have to do two matchups per group. Uh, but you know that section will be done. And actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, I don't want to do that. I want to do it the way we started this tournament and the way it went. So that way, you'll forget. That Zane, you know, we know Sami Zayn's going to win this group. We we know he is. The other person with two wins is David Finley. And when Zane wrestles Finley, I'm not going to roll for that. Sami Zayn's going to win. Uh, and then David Finley will be a second ranked. And then at some point, we'll have to do a restitution type show. Reclamation, whatever the word is we always use. Because is David fin- does David Finley belong in that second group? Part of me says he doesn't. Part of me says he belongs maybe in like the third group. And maybe Desperado kind of belongs in that second group, which kind of takes out the role regardless. Uh, if you can hear the vacuum cleaner, my wife, while I record a podcast, my wife decided to vacuum. That's how today has started. Uh, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. My wife is going to be taking the year off. Uh, there's some family issues. Not, well, I can't say that. Uh, there's some family issues uh, that need to be addressed with her extended family. Um, some illness and things, 
and uh, she's taken a year off to kind of be able to have the energy to fully deal with that. So she's got a schedule. She's got a list of all these things she's doing. So she's vacuuming. You can probably hear that in the background. I'm, you know, I have my summer. So I was like, I'm going to go record a podcast. Sorry. Anywho. All right. So let's, uh, let's begin here. Let's do our second round. Let's see how this feels. We haven't really tried it yet. So... Our next group of four, Riddle, Johnny Devine, Jimmy Yang, Sonny Kiss. Again, we know in our heads you can do a ranking there of your, you know, preference, but let's just, let's play it out. So we're going to roll one dice to see. We're going to start with Divine, and then we're going to roll our second dice here. Odd will be Yang, even will be Kiss. So it'll be Divine versus Yang, and then it will be... Riddle versus Kiss. And again, I like me some Jimmy Wang Yang. Uh, he's going to beat Divine. Uh, I'm more of a fan of Matt Riddle now than I was before. We are, to give you a sense of where I am in the time stream. Um, we are days before SummerSlam, uh, which is in July for some reason. Uh, and uh, Riddle just got stomped by Seth Rollins again. Um, I'm more of a fan of Riddle now than I was before. I can't say I still, you know, I love him, but I can now... There was a time in which Jeremy, who as of this recording is still on hiatus, hopefully he's back by the time you hear this, um, Jeremy had said that, you know, Riddle was obviously a future world champion, and I couldn't see it. I couldn't put that in my head. Now I can see it. He would have actually made sense winning like money in the bank. He would have made that briefcase thing work. Uh, Yang and Riddle both have two wins. They'll have to face each other uh, to determine who wins. I, whether or not I choose to roll for that depends on how I feel at that time. Our next group. We are going to have Masachono, who again qualifies kind of for that junior heavyweight um, sort of thing, uh, taking on Pentagon Jr. Now, I had Shannon Moore beat Masachono, which in hindsight is ridiculous. It is ridiculous that Shannon Moore would beat Masachono, but that's what we did. And then we're going to have Shannon Moore take on Danhausen. Uh, just the other day, I went back in time and listened to an episode of Conan O'Brien Meets a Fan. So Conan O'Brien has a podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Very entertaining. Highly recommend you check it out. You know, go back through the catalog. He's been doing it for years. And, you know, do what I do with some of these. Find the people you're interested in. So tangent time. You know, so sometimes with podcasts, and Conan's a different case because I've been a Conan fan for a long time. But I'll take a podcast, so let's take Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Let's look at the full show. So the re most recent episode is the comedian Nikki Glaser. I, I don't care about Nikki Glaser. I'm sure she's great. she can be funny. She's a little too uh, sexual for me, personally. Uh, but I'll listen to it because I enjoy Conan and his little cohort there. Um, but you go through and you're like, okay, Stephen Yun, the actor from The Walking Dead. If you're a Stephen Yun fan, 
Listen to that episode, otherwise skip it. Dana Carvey comes back. Anytime Dana Carvey's on, you should listen. Um, And then you just go through and pick the people that you like. I don't know why I'm telling you how to listen to podcasts. I'm just telling you that's what I do sometimes with those the interview type shows is I go through and just pick the people I'm interested in. I do that with Smartless. Um, every so often I'll go back to like uh, Mark Marin and look at his episodes that aren't behind a paywall and find people I'm interested in. Um, so there was an episode where Conan meets a fan. This was a new thing he added in 2021. And the first fan he talks to is Danhausen. Um, before like Danhausen, I think had just signed with AEW. He hadn't even said anything about it yet. Um, but he, you know, he was the first fan that they talked to and, you know, it was an entertaining listen. I highly recommend you check it out. All right. So Chono versus Pentagon, Shannon Moore versus Danhausen. I I feel like I'm going to roll for both of those. So Masa Chono, 22, Pentagon, that rolled off the table. 29. So Pentagon is going to get to two wins. Chono has zero wins. Whether or not this gets restitutionalized or whatever, we'll see. Shannon Moore versus Danhausen. Shannon Moore with a 23. Danhausen with an 11. So Shannon Moore with two wins. So, uh, once again, similar setup here. We have Shannon Moore versus Pentagon. Uh, The winner of that will win the bracket. All right, next up here, we have Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Taguchi, kind of a New Japan matchup. And then we have the great Sasuke taking on Anthony Bowens, I think, of the acclaimed. I think that's who that is, yeah. Uh, Sabre wins. Taguchi is still winless. Uh, Sasuke is going to beat Bowens. So this is the first pay. This is the first matchup here where we have Saber has two wins. Uh, Sasuke has one. Bowens has one. Taguchi has zero. So obviously Saber is going to win that page. I think we just know that. But you know, we'll see who comes in second or third here because we'll have um, Bowens taking on Saber and Sasuke taking on Taguchi. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I hope you find this interesting. I find it interesting. All right. Fred Yehi, who I do like quite a bit, will be taking on Santos Escobar. Which means Spike Dudley is taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Well, Liger obviously has to win that one. Um, you know, Brandon Banks was disappointed that Liger didn't beat Santos. Uh, Yehi versus Escobar, you know, as much as I like Yehi, we're going to give that win to Santos. So Santos with two wins. Liger and Spike with one. Now, if Liger beats Yehi, which he probably will, that means he and Santos will be tied at two. Normally, what you would do then is it would be a tiebreaker. So Santos beat Jushin, so he would get the win. Maybe in that case, they have a sudden death matchup. Maybe Liger picks up the win and gets into that top group. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to do? Who knows how this is going to turn out? Daniel Garcia... 
of the Jericho Appreciation Society. I think that's the group he's in. Taking on Jay Lethal. Both men participated in the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which means Tom Lawler of now New Japan taking on Jerry Lynn. Well, Lethal's going to beat Garcia, and Lynn's going to beat Lawler. So that sets us up for a great matchup, Jerry Lynn versus Jay Lethal. That I'm going to have to roll for, because those those two are... I don't know if I'll say evenly matched. Well, yeah, you know, I'm inclined to say Jerry Lynn is better because of the fact that, like, I grew up, you know, seeing him in ECW and all that. But if you grew up watching Jay Lethal, you probably think Jay Lethal's better. So that'll be a fun one. That's probably the most interesting matchup we have yet. Because, again, Sami Zayn and David Finley, we know how that's going to work. Pentagon versus Shannon Moore, we know how that's going to work. Chad Gable, love me some Chad Gable, taking on Davey Richards of the Wolves. That would be a great match. Simon Dean taking on Drago of Lucha Underground. Gable's going to get that win over Davey Richards. I'm giving Drago a win over Simon Dean. Dean and Drago each with one win. Gable with two. So he... Seems to be the favorite heading into matchup with Drago. Uh, Yujiro Takahashi, uh, who is... Did I do this wrong? I had Yujiro Takahashi and Dragon Lee, and I gave the win to Yujiro... I don't know why I would do that, because Yujiro Takahashi is the Tokyo pimp. I would have thought I would have given the wind. I must have rolled for that one and not written it down. Uh, so Takahashi is taking on Andre Chase of Chase University, setting up a great matchup. Uh, Dragon Lee versus Dolph Ziggler. Obviously, Ziggler's going to get that win. And I'm giving Andre Chase a win over... Yujiro Ziegler again, going to win that bracket. Shinsuke Nakamura, again, this is, remember the Buddy Matthews rule? Where uh, if you're smaller than Buddy Matthews, technically you count for this tournament. Uh, Taking on Angelico, that would be a fun match. And then we have Silver King. Versus the amazing Red. Uh, Shinsuke beats on Helico, no question. Silver King versus the amazing Red. You know, amazing Red's a trailblazer for sure. But Silver King was a pretty good luchador in his own right. I will give the win to amazing Red. But that would be a closer match than I think people uh, think it would. Frankie Kazarian taking on Jamie Noble. Oh, 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 man, that match would be just a delight to watch. Uh, Kazarian versus Noble would be great. And then we have uh, Koji Kanemoto of Japan taking on Kenny Williams from the UK. Nice little... uh, 
mixer. Uh, I love Noble more than I love Kazarian, but I have enough of a respect for Kazarian that I recognize we got to roll that one. We got to roll that one and see. Kazarian with a 15, Jamie Noble with a 23. Noble gets the win. And then Kanemoto versus Williams. We'll give that win to Kanemoto. Kenny Williams still winless. Uh, for now, he's got to take on, well, Kazarian. So poor Kenny Williams. But to be fair, he wasn't even in this tournament to begin with. Uh, let's see here. We have Ray Oris taking on Kid Romeo. And then this would be a very interesting matchup. Sammy Callahan versus Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to roll for Oris and Romeo. 27 for Horace. 35 for Romeo. What a matchup. Uh, so Romeo picks up a win. Champa will beat Callahan in what would be, I think, a close match. But obviously, I think Champa gets the win there. So Champa with two wins. Romeo and Callahan with one. Jordan Devlin, a.k.a. J.D. McDonough. Uh... Going after Braun Breaker, if I remember my NXT correctly. Taking on uh, Davari. This would be Sean Davari, not Arya. Which means Kota Abushi is taking on... This says Tanaka. I'm assuming we're talking about Pat Tanaka, because Masato Tanaka was a hoss. Uh, Devlin beats Davari. Kota Abushi. Beats. Oh. Oh, I rolled for Ibushi and Devlin. I see. I rolled for Ibushi and Devlin. So Devlin beat Ibushi because we rolled for that one. So Ibushi beating Tanaka means both he and Tanaka have one win. Devlin has two. Depending on how you feel about Kota Ibushi, you probably think he belongs in the top group. We'll see how this all kind of works itself out in the wash when we get there. Uh, Ishimori, all five foot nothing of him, taking on Kenta. Ooh. Oh, that match would be good. That would be a good match. Um, mm, I think you got to give it to Kenta on that one. But, oh, man, that'd be fun. And then Eddie Dennis versus Danny Birch. Uh, I'll roll for that one. I like me some Danny Birch, but Eddie Dennis, the string bean, he's a cruiserweight despite being seven feet tall. Eddie Dennis rolling a 17. Danny Birch a 35. Birch with the definitive win over Eddie Dennis. All right. El Fantasmo. I think teams with Ishimori, if I remember correctly, taking on Joseph Connors of uh, NXT UK. Kind of, I don't know if he's done, uh, but our next matchup is another one that I would... Don't you wish, don't you wish in this day and age, and I know that you can go to uh, a 2K game and you can download these wrestlers if they don't already exist in the game and you can make a dream match, but don't you wish that we had the ability to just press a button. I want to be able to press a button on my remote 
and watch Roderick Strong wrestle Drew Gulak. Maybe it's happened and I, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe if I Google it, maybe it's happened. You know what, let's, let's do that because it's possible that that's a matchup that happened somewhere in the world. Roderick Strong versus Drew Gulak. Well, you know what? Uh, I can see Roderick Strong and Eddie Edwards versus Drew Gulak and Biff Busick slash Oni Lorcan from Beyond Wrestling. So I can get part of it. So I guess that's the button I'm talking about. All these other ones are, again, matchups from like 2K games, which is lovely that that is something that happened, people posting their, their matchups on there. But, you know, I suppose that's what it is, is you go to YouTube and you can find wrestling. So I can watch, at least in some form or fashion, Roderick Strong uh, versus Drew Gulak. I'm rolling for both of these. Al Fantasmo, 25. Joseph Connors, 14. Fantasmo getting a win. Now, Strong and Gulak each won their opening matchups, so whoever wins this has the edge going into our final set of matchups. Roddy Strong, 15. Drew Gulak, 25. I love me some Drew Gulak. You all know that. So, Gulak with two wins, Strong and Phantasmo with one. Trent. Formerly Trent Beretta taking on Darby Allen in an all AEW matchup. And in our other one, we get a ECW matchup, Dick Togo, Dick Togo, uh, who was part of ECW with Kai and Ty briefly, taking on Mikey Whitbreck. I will roll for Trent and Allen. I'm not as high on Darby as a lot of people are. Um, he's fine. That's how I feel about him. He's fine. And he, you know, he's certainly willing. To, he's passionate enough about the business to be willing to risk his body. And there is a part of me that appreciates that. But that can't be all you have. And I'm sure he has more. I haven't seen enough of him to know for sure. But uh, I will roll because I like me some Trent. So Trent. 29, Darby, 27. Very close, but Trent will win. Apologies to all you Darby Allen fans out there. Tony D'Angelo, technically a junior heavyweight, taking on Noam Dar, which means The Miz takes on Rich Swan. Is Logan Paul in here? No because he qualifies for the bad guy rule. Even if I wanted to put him in there, I couldn't, because he qualifies for the bad guy rule. Uh, I think Noam Dar is better than Tony D'Angelo, at least right now. Uh, and The Miz... Sir okay. We got we to gotta make a change here. Uh in round one, Tony D'Angelo took on The Miz, and I was still at that point in my um, the uh, at least one of these matchups has to be randomly rolled. So I rolled D'Angelo versus The Miz, and Tony D'Angelo won. Now I can envision a world for sure in which his familia, although he killed one of them, 
Um, but his crew helps cheat to give Tony D the win. Uh, but I cannot, in good conscience, uh, allow that to happen. So I'm changing things. The Miz is going to beat Tony D'Angelo. And The Miz is going to beat Rich Swan. So The Miz has two wins. Noam Dar has two wins. Because The Miz is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, and while he's not technically a cruiserweight, I probably can't have surefire first ballot Hall of Famers like him um, not make it to the number one part of this. So we did a little bit of changing there. Eddie Guerrero, speaking of surefire, no doubt, Hall of Famers, taking on Super Crazy in what would be an excellent matchup. Danny Doring versus the Juice Juventud Guerrera. Eddie gets the win over Crazy. Crazy is still winless. Uh, Juventud beats Danny Doring. So Eddie and Hoovy both have two wins. Crazy and Doring have none. A Kid, who is now going by Axiom, Axelon, Axe Body Spray. I don't know what his name is. What I do know is he's apparently ripped off some other person. Um, apparently there is some other razor wing or something, and the pose and the mask and the whole outfit looks very similar to razor wing, which is not a good thing. Uh, and A-Kid's taken on to Jairai, which means we have Hawkins versus Humberto. Tajiri is going to beat A-Kid. While that match would be awesome, Tajiri's got to win. Hawkins versus Humberto, you know, based on the length of career and the fact that Hawkins, you know, has made it work despite having this huge losing streak. And, you know, that's what he's remembered for in his time in WWE. I'll give him the win over Humberto. Xavier Woods, I'm watching him play WWE My Rise, which is pretty entertaining to watch a wrestler do, you know, the kind of the career mode in a video game. Taking on Zach Gowan, the one-legged superstar. Akira Tozawa versus Raul Mendoza, who's now Cruz del Toro or whatever. Woods wins over Gowan. Um, you know, I have to remember this is not my GM mode that I had been playing. I think I may have just finished up. When this episode comes out, I think I just finished up uh, that first set of 15 um, weeks that I did Regal versus Stephanie McMahon. And, uh, you know, Akira Tozawa was a big part of NXT UK. Uh, I will give him the win over... Mendoza, so again, Woods and Tozawa, two wins apiece. Whoever wins that match will win the bracket. Hector Garza, this is one of the most stacked groups here, this next group. Hector Garza taking on Drake Maverick. Chavo Guerrero taking on the Ultimo Dragon. Uh, I do have to go back and do a little bit of tweaking again. I rolled Chavo versus Drake Maverick. Uh, Drake had won. I can't allow that to happen. Chavo is going to beat Drake. 
So, Garza versus Maverick. I'll roll for that one at least. How about that? Garza 22, Maverick 8. So Garza getting a win. Maverick will be winless. And then Chavo versus Ultimo, fantastic matchup here of people who won their opening rounds. But you know how I feel about the Ultimo Dragon. I am just waiting and waiting and waiting. I don't know when the Ultimo Dragon makes it to WWE, and I don't want to know because I want to be pleasantly surprised when I get to it. Um, but we are heading into No Mercy, I'm pretty sure. We're in October of 2002. He's got to show up eventually. All right. We're cruising here. We're cruising. We're, I'm starting to look now for that great matchup, which may have been that Ultimo Dragon versus Chavo Guerrero may have been the cruiserweight matchup I was looking for to end the episode. But let's push through. Uh, Gato versus Tomatonga in a New Japan matchup. Christian York versus Christopher Daniels in a, oh, what was it called? In my PWI magazines. Uh, there was a promotion, was it the ECWA? They used to have like kind of like a best of the indies, and I think it was kind of like a little junior heavyweight tournament. And I would read about Christopher Daniels and guys like Christian York and Devin Storm, the future Crowbar, and Ace Darling, um, and Donovan Morgan, I think, were names that would show up on this because it was like... You know, sort of a best of the Eastern Indies matchup. Daniels won it at least a couple of times. Uh, you know what? I haven't done a lot of tangents. Let's see. I'm going to take 30 seconds and see if I can find what I'm talking about. I think it was called, was it the ECWA Super 8? It is! The East Coast Wrestling Association Super 8 Tournament. That is still, you know, went until 2020. So 97 was the first one. Okay. We have here in the first one, Billy Kidman versus Reckless Youth. Uh, Devin Storm, Lance Diamond, a.k.a. Simon Diamond, Ace Darling, 98, Mike Quackenbush, Scott Taylor, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hotty, 99, Steve Bradley, Jeff Hardy was in it, Matt Hardy was in it. Christian York, Christopher Daniels. These huge names as part of both wrestling and this tournament. Daniels made it to the finals, lost to Steve Bradley. Again, a name I remember from. Um, but Scoot Andrews, Chad Collier, Shark Boy, you know, all part of this. Christopher Daniels won it in 2000. There's Low Key. Um, oh, all right. So Low Key, Billy Fives, another name I remember. Uh, American Dragon versus Spanky, Reckless Youth. So Loki lost to or beat no Loki lost to American Dragon in the uh, finals of two thousand one, the finals of two thousand two. Okay, ready. Two thousand two. Amazing Red versus Bobby Roode, AJ Styles versus Xavier, Jamie Noble versus Matt Stryker. Not the teacher, a different Matt Stryker. Donovan Morgan versus Pepper Parks. Uh, who is the, wait a second, Pepper Parks was the Blade? Hold on. Hold the phone. Uh, early career, Les Thatcher, under the ring name Pepper Parks. Why do I know that? 
I might be thinking of somebody else. Or I remember reading about Pepper Parks. Pepper, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole now there, friends. Pepper Parks wrestler. Why do I feel like Pepper Parks had, like, long hair? Yes. Yes. Pepper Parks had, like, long hair that he had in, like, pigtails. Sort of. And he's the blade? Oh, my God. My mind is blown. Do I have the blade in here? I may need to put the blade in here somewhere. Uh, anyways, 2002 epic, you know. Uh, 2003, Kazarian, Sabin, Paul London, Spanky again. Uh, 2004, Austin Aries, we don't talk about anymore. Sean Devari. Uh, Nick uh, Psychosis, Rocky Romero, 2005, Petey Williams, Alex Shelley. Now I'm just naming names you would know. 2006, Charlie Haas, Davey Richards, Milano Collection AT. 2007, Sanjay Dutt, Jerry Lynn, Rob Conway. 2008, we start losing it a bit, although we do get Shannon Moore and Alex Kozlov. Who the hell is Aiden Chambers? Uh, 2008, Champa. And Prince Nana, 2010. That was 2009. 2010, Austin Creed in the Super 8. You know, Xavier Woods. Take. Okay. Um, I want to say it started out as a. Um, it started out as a junior heavyweight tournament, but I have here that uh, Austin Creed wrestled Brian Malonis. And longtime listeners know Brian Malonis from his own podcast he had. He was part of the NAI Network. Uh, he is not a cruiserweight. Uh, but Eugene was also part of it. Austin Creed won the tournament in 2010, beating Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, Sammy Callahan, Rich Swan, Shima Zion, who I'm guessing is, yep, Joaquin Wilde, knew that. So this tournament, we could keep going. But just so you know, the ECWA Super 8 tournament was huge. And to me, it opened my eyes to a lot of different wrestlers, which is the tangent I started with York versus Daniels. So, uh, Tonga wins over Gato. Daniels wins over York. So, Daniels and Tonga will be for all the marbles. And you know what? Me going down memory lane with the uh, Super 8 tournament was enough for me to call it that. Was it a big cruiserweight matchup that sort of, you know, set the world on fire? No, but I feel real good having gone through that because I remember reading those tournaments, seeing pictures of Chris Daniels with hair the, when he wrestled and he had hair. Um, those were fun times. You know, before the internet, I got my inside wrestling knowledge by reading PWI Magazine. And at some point, maybe this is an entire podcast series, at some point, I have all these magazines, probably 20, 25 magazines that have been just sitting on a shelf. Uh, I should break them out and just pick an issue. And a podcast is just me flipping through and just chatting about it. You know, at least again, why do I podcast? Um, the primary reason why I podcast is to maintain the friendship that I have had with Doc Man, Dr. Mankind 
uh, for what has now been 20 years. I have known Doc Manson for 20 years. I have known Doc Manson longer. I've known Doc Manson longer than I didn't know Doc Manson. Um, And that is the primary reason why I podcast. You know, do I want us to get hundreds of listeners? Sure. I would love us to be popular. I would love us to to have a larger fan base. Um, I would love us to have more besties and have more people we can interact with and have fun. but that's not why I do it. And that's never been why we do it. And, you know, not to get sort of philosophical, but that was the reason, I think, why the New Age Insiders, although they just recently did an episode talking about the whole Vince McMahon thing, and hopefully they get back into it, but that was why they're not a regular podcast anymore, and we are. Because from the very beginning, we set out to just maintain a friendship. I really think that, you know, we had a brief period where we were like, hey, maybe we'll become popular. But they were talking about, let's go to WrestleMania, let's do this, let's try to get on the radio. By the time Doc and I started recording, we were married, we were, uh, we were already into our careers, and we were in our early 30s. Like, we were set. We didn't need this. Uh, Jason Maltov, Chris, you know, um, doesn't listen. I don't think he listens to these episodes, and why should he? Uh, but you, you could tell he needed this to work. He needed NAI to work. Um, so when it didn't, it was bad. You know, when we realized that we weren't going to get to that height of popularity we were looking for, we kind of went, Okay, see you Wednesday or Thursday or whenever we recorded. Like, the podcast is to keep the friendship going. And now that friendship has so fortunately blossomed into the besties. You know, the fact that I count Glenn and Jeremy and Banks and Mitchell and Ryan and Che and Rachel and Danielle and Forrest and and. Jeffrey, who doesn't have Twitter, and I'm going to forget somebody's name, and that does Brandon Mack, and all of the people who are in the Bestie Chat. The fact that we have that is so wonderful. And, you know, that's why we do it. But primarily the reason is that Doc and I were friends who lived together for four years, went our separate ways to start our lives. I started my, you know, relationship with my wife. We took things to the next level and moved in together. Um, starting my career, Doc went his way to finish his PhD program and do all of that. And we saw each other twice a year. And every time we saw each other, it was like, man, we enjoy each other's company a lot. We should do this more often. And then another six months would go by before we saw each other. And we know as adults how that works. And Nate, I forgot Nate. Nate's one of the besties too. Um, what was I talking about there? So, the podcast, you know, the writing, the blogging, which led to the podcasts, which led to the network and then out of the network, was a way for us to keep a friendship going. And I see Doc so much more now. Both, you know, we've gone to lunch three times this summer. That would have never happened if we're not for the podcast. That's why I do it. But why do I solo show? I solo show because these are things I would have done anyways. 
I spent hundreds of hours as a kid making tournaments and doing dice games and all of that type of stuff. And playing video games and making all, all sorts of crazy stories. And the idea that even one or two people might be interested is enough for me to keep doing it. So, again, this is a long tangent that goes into... I may start a series in which I pull out a PWI magazine and just talk you through it. Some of you have never seen or heard of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. For fans like me, it was all we had. Listening to William Regal talk, it wasn't PWI, but he found wrestling magazines in the 80s that exposed him to way more wrestling than he was able to see in the UK at that time. Like, these were gateways to the outside world. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do that. That's going to be a new, a new thing that we do, and maybe it'll come out rarely. I don't know how it's going to fit in <laughs> you know, between tournaments, or we'll figure that part out, but... Yeah, that'll be fun. This is fun. And the whole thing about being the Pope of Positivity is you have to have joy. You sh your quest should always be to find the joy in what it is you're doing. And if the joy is not there, reevaluate whether or not what you're doing needs to happen. If I was podcasting and not enjoying it, I'd stop. Um. In all things. And I, that includes work. If you don't like your job, sit and think about why you're doing it. If you're doing it to because you need to feed your family and this is the way to make the most money to give your family the best life, there's a joy in that. There is joy in being able to give your family the best life. But if you're at a job that you don't like and you could do something else and not change the quality of your life that much or change the quality of your life, as you've heard when we do our therapy sessions with Dr. Mankind on the show, he could find a job that changes the quality of his life in different ways. And what's the level that you're willing to accept that? Can you absorb a 15% pay cut if it means you work less or you work happier. I could go get jobs in different school districts in which I would make significantly more money. Ten, maybe ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 more at this point, having been you know, teaching for 15, 16 years. I could make $10,000 more working somewhere else, but... Would I have the same community? Don't know. Uh, would I be able to wear cargo shorts and a polo shirt every day? Probably not. There are some districts where there's a dress code. Screw that. Uh, would I deal with more difficult parents? Would I have to post my lesson plans and you know go through rigmarole um, to try to prove something to somebody? Yeah. Is that worth $10,000 to me? Nope. Nope, it's not. We got very philosophical here at the end. But if you're not in, find your happy. We're going on seven years now where I've been saying find your happy. If there's something in your life that is not bringing you joy, time to evaluate how much that means to you. Maybe there's something that doesn't bring you a lot of joy, but it is a necessary evil. Those happen. Those exist. I don't enjoy doing dishes, but I got to do it. I don't enjoy taking the trash out, but it has to happen. 
So I put a podcast in. I listened to the Piece of Business podcast, which is hopefully back. And uh, there's joy in that. Anywho, I love you all. And I hope you're, you found joy in these 45 minutes or so. Um, in whatever part you, you, you found the joy in. Maybe it's just this. Maybe the sound of dice. Maybe that's your ASMR. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I'm DC Matthews. At the DC Matthews. I get punchy when I record after 9. I get deep and philosophical when I record before 9 a.m. Have yourselves a joyful day. Find something to be joyful in today. It's your homework assignment. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.